The Bible Study Podcast, episode 473. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Proverbs with chapter 11. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Again, we're in the potpourri section of Proverbs here. A lot of different sayings, 31 different Proverbs here in chapter 11, and it goes like this. The Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. The righteousness of the blameless makes their paths straight, but the wicked are brought down by their own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright delivers them, but the unfaithful are trapped by evil desires. Hopes placed in mortals die with them. All the promise of their powers comes to nothing. The righteous person is rescued from trouble, and it falls on the wicked instead. With their mouths, the godless destroy their neighbors, but through knowledge, the righteous escape. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. When the wicked perish, there are shouts of joy. A lot of different thoughts there. I can't help but feeling if I was going to edit Proverbs, I would have put these in more of a thematic way, but that is not the way they were collected before. I don't know what the order was that specifically used here, but let's look at them one at a time. So there's a couple different themes. One is honesty. The Lord detests dishonest scales is pretty accurate, and it's pretty obvious, but accurate weights find favor with him. In our business dealings, in our lives, we are called to be honest and trustworthy people. I mean, that's just as simple as it is. The person who puts their thumb on the scale to try and give a different weight, or in these days, what people would do is they would use weights on, imagine a scale like in front of the Hall of Justice here with the two different pans, and you just use a different weight that weighed a little less. So it looked like you were giving them the right amount of spice or the right amount of whatever you were selling them. And it says that God detests that. God is also not so fond of pride. You may have gathered that from the original sin of pride. You will be like God when you eat this apple. And with pride, we're told, comes disgrace. Pride comes before a fall is the other proverb that you may be familiar with. But with humility comes wisdom. And I always think that part of the reason for that, if you just think about it, is if I have humility, I don't think that I'm better than you. And so if you say something that makes sense, if you say something that I can learn from, I am open to learn because I don't think, well, yes, but that's just an administrative assistant or, oh, yes, but that's just an intern or, yes, but I'm smarter than they are. When we see someone with pride, we also will tend to see someone who can't learn, who is incapable of learning because they get in the way. And when we are full of pride, we decrease our ability to become wise. Take it or leave the upright, guide them, the unfaithfulness destroyed by their duplicity. There's a lot of these proverbs that are talking about pride leads here, integrity leads here, righteousness leads here, and yet wickedness leads someplace else, unfaithfulness, lying. It's basically, again, talking about paths. The righteousness of the blameless make their paths straight. And again, here in Proverbs, 
as we choose our actions, we choose our paths and therefore our destination. And righteousness delivers from death. Again, all part of that same theme. Just a different way of saying it. Lots and lots of different ways of saying it here in Proverbs. I liked hopes placed in mortals die with them. When we have heroes, when we have people who we look up to who are just the same as us, they are just human, they will all die. It's just a part of the human condition. It's one of the things that happens. And also, when we place our hopes in people rather than in God, we are more likely to be disappointed because people are fallible as well as mortal. And think about that in this day and age. Think about that in the day and age of the writer, that is, the person who's writing that. At that time, you had the most powerful person in the kingdom. The person who you could rely on was the king up until the point at which they died and everything changed. When the king dies, then that is when kingdoms change. You have a good king, things go uphill. When you have a bad king, things go downhill. And they change in the blink of an eye. They change with a last breath. And so think about here, hopes placed in mortals die with them. All of the hope that was placed in that king, all of the hope that was placed in that powerful person would end with that powerful person. The righteous person is rescued from trouble and it falls on the wicked instead. Again, a lot of these things that are really restating the same things. With their mouths, the godless destroy their neighbors, but through knowledge, the righteous escape. Again, one of the themes we've seen here is that not only does unrighteousness put us on a path to destruction, but also it is dangerous to the community. Because all of the things in the context here of the Bible are in the context of community. It isn't just my faith with God. That's just not the Jewish understanding. That's not the Christian understanding of what faith is about. So that's why when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. That's why when the wicked perish, there are shouts of joy. Because we affect all of those people around us. And we do today. Through all of our actions, through all the things we say through all the things we do. Continuing on, though the blessing of an upright city is exalted by the mouth of the wicked, it is destroyed. Again, the same theme. Whoever derides their neighbor has no sense, but the one who has understanding holds their tongue. And that's one of the ways that we damage the community. We damage the community with our words. We damage the community by what we say. A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. Again, our lips doing damage. This time, not by knocking somebody down, but by talking about them behind their back. And you can always assume that somebody who is telling you a gossip secret is talking about you in the next breath to somebody else. We are untrustworthy if we are gossips. The trustworthy person keeps a secret. For lack of guidance, a nation falls. But victory is won through many advisors. And I think here about Solomon, who wrote a lot of these, and I think we're still in the section written by him. He was very wise, and his son, when he takes over for him, is told by the people, 
we built the temple for your father. And so we had to work hard. We had to pay a lot of money. Ease the burden that you've given us. And he goes to his advisors. He goes to his father's advisors, the wise men who've been around for so many years. And they say, you know, it's right what the people are saying because it has been a hard time and they do deserve it. We did build the temple and they'll love you all the more for easing their burden. But then he goes to the haughty, proud young men who grew up with him, who probably had a silver spoon in their mouth, who really don't value the people and don't relate to them. And they say, well, they will think less of you than they did their father if you're easier on them. They only respect authority. And so he makes he goes back to the people and he says, I'm going to make things twice as hard as my father. And 10 of the tribes rebel against him. How much better to take the advice of those who are wise and who have shown their wisdom over time and what cost that stupid, senseless, prideful advice did. For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but a victory is won through many advisors. Whoever put up his security for a stranger will surely suffer, but whoever refuses to shake hands in pledge is safe. There's a lot of things in the Old Testament about not making pledges, not swearing by this or by that. A kind-hearted woman gains honor, but ruthless men gain only wealth. And I like the fact that it's a kind-hearted woman gains honor, ruthless men gain only wealth. The other thing that this proverb is saying is if you have to put both of those in the balance, that wealth is of less value. Wealth is of less long-term value. Those who are kind benefit themselves, but the cruel bring ruin on themselves. Again, that, where are we going? A wicked person earns deceptive wages, but the one who sows righteousness reaps a sure reward. He's saying you can cheat, and in the short term, you can have it seem like it's going to be a benefit to you, but in the end... That's not the way to go. In the end, you're going to be found out. In the end, the better path is the guy who doesn't cheat. Truly, the righteous attain life, but whoever pursues evil finds death. Again, the path. The Lord detests those whose hearts are perverse, but he delights in those whose ways are blameless. But be sure of this. The wicked will not go unpunished, but those who are righteous will go free. Again, I think one explains the other. We draw closer to God when our hearts are blameless. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. You have to love sometimes the unfiltered voice here of Solomon. Solomon, who is basically saying that it's great to be beautiful. It's not that it's of no value. But a greater value is a woman who shows discretion. What he's saying is if, you know, young men out there, if you're looking for a woman to marry, it's not as important what they look like as what their character is. Now, my grandfather used to say, looks are not the most important thing, but do remember you have to sit across from her at the breakfast table for the rest of your life. But that's not what Solomon's talking about here. The desire of the righteous ends only in good, but the hope of the wicked only in wrath. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly and comes to poverty. That those people who give freely are gaining, not necessarily gaining money, but they're gaining. 
that it is a benefit to be a generous person. And those who are miserly, he's saying, come to poverty. And they may even have more money, but there's a poverty in it. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. People curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessing on the one who is willing to sell. Again, generosity, generosity, generosity. Whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to the one who searches for it. Those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. I like the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. When you think about in tough times and it's it's winter or it's been drought or whatever, and that first sign of hope, that first sign of that green leaf coming out, that the righteous will thrive, the righteous will persevere. Whoever brings ruin on their family will inherit only wind, and the fool will be the servant to the wise. Whoever brings ruin on their family will inherit only wind. That's just poetic. This, if you are not careful, if you are not wise, not only will you end up ruined, but your whole family can be ruined, and you will inherit nothing. Inherit only wind. The fruit of the righteous is the tree of life, and the one who is wise saves lives. If the righteous receive their due on earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner? Again, we choose our paths. The destination is decided by what paths and by what choices we make. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram as Chris2x, and as always... Thanks so much for listening. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name's Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.